Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode number 38 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels from Sandusky, Ohio, and I am thrilled that my guests are able to join me. They are the co-hosts of the Footy A to Z show on YouTube. I'd like to welcome Zach and Andreas Barujas to the podcast. Gentlemen, welcome. Great to have you on. Thanks, Thank Craig. Thanks much. for having us. Now, the two of you are brothers. We talked about this a little bit before we went on here. You know, you guys are doing this YouTube page, which we're going to get into in this uh, YouTube channel. Do you find it easy to work with your brother, or is it something you have a uh, a difficult time with? Um, we'll yeah, we'll get the tough question out of the way right off the bat. Yeah, <laughs> pretty easy, I'd say. Um, we've, I think we like always growing up together. We've always had like little projects that we've always been trying to work on. Um, so I think we, yeah, we're pretty good teamwork skills, and we don't live together anymore now as well. So the the, the channel kind of gives us something that forces us to keep in touch, which is quite nice. So that's a, that's a great point. Yeah. My, my sister's about three hours away from me. And Zach, you, you concur with that? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, we've like, like you said, always had little projects on the go and stuff. And um, now it's kind of fun to have something a bit more serious. If anything, like the number one thing that gets in the way is like, we're great at distracting each other as well. So when we are together working on stuff, then that's probably when we're at our least productive. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, we have a tendency to just yap on. So yeah. So tell us a little bit about your your background in footy. Did you play as you were growing up? Did you play any other sports as well growing up? Um, yeah, I both we both played quite a lot. Um, I played pretty much from Auskick all the way through to uh, a couple of seasons of under 19s and then uh, went overseas, lived overseas for a while and, and kind of got into it a little bit since coming back, but haven't played it seriously since then. Okay. Um, I also umpired for a little while as well, while I was in high school, just to, to make a little bit of money, did a couple of years of, of umpiring um, local games. Do you think you might want to get back into that profession? Uh, I think they could use some that know what they're doing. <laughs> Yeah, it seems good. like a bit of a thankless job at the moment. <laughs> you know, it's and, and it's probably even more of a thankless job right now because, you know, and I, I, I heard this mentioned during the uh, the game that was last evening, the Richmond game, which I'll, I'll get into in a minute here as well, you know, that I think people have forgotten that not only the players are sequestered away from home, the umpires are as well. Yeah. And... You know, the, the players have, you know, some of the teams have brought their entire list with them, but the umpires have not as, nearly as many people to interact with because it would be probably improper if the umpires are interacting with the players inside the hub. You know, because mm. then you'd have even more people thinking that, you know, that Razor Ray is in Collingwood's pocket. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, so A bit of a conflict of interest. Yeah. So they, they've, they've got it tough as well. Now, now Zach, did you play growing up as well? Yeah, same as Andreas, footy okay. since Auskick, which is like, I don't know, like kindergarten footy, I guess. Right, right. Um, and then through to under-19s. Uh, and I'm, I'm 20 now, so I'm kind of like have to decide whether I want to go on and play um, proper seniors or not. Okay. Uh, but I've, I've played cricket alongside that since I was eight years old as well. So. Okay. Um, kind of balancing the two is like um, a bit tricky sometimes. Did the two did the two of you play alongside or play against anybody who made it into the uh, the highest level that's made it into the AFL? Uh, plenty. Uh, yeah, I uh, was lucky enough to play in the same team with a couple of players. Who got drafted? Um, okay. With Harry Deer, who went to Adelaide. Sean McLaren uh, went to Sydney. I don't think either of them ever played a senior game, though, which okay. was a bit disappointing. Uh, but they were both fantastic players um, and, and both very tall. So that made my job. You know, as a midfielder, kicking it to Sean at full forward, you just stick it on his head and he's put his hands up in the air and mark <laughs> it, uh, which made me look pretty good at times. Um, but our, we, you know, play in the local Melbourne Metro League, you'd, you'd come up against some some really good players like uh, Angus <clears throat> Angus Brayshaw. Okay. Yeah. And and Brayden Maynard. Mm-hmm. 
both both played together uh, for Hampton Rovers, which is one of our one of our main rivals. Okay, that's so pretty cool. We played, yeah, yeah. Whenever we played them, though, we always knew those two were the ones we had to look out for. <laughs> um, Ed Langdon, who's now at Melbourne, played in played in that league as well. Terrific. So, you, so um, you, you played against some of the best, which is you know, it and it's amazing to see, you know. And I've asked that question of several people that I've had on now, and it's just. It's it's really neat to hear hear the names of the of the people who have made it to that highest level, you know, getting yeah definitely getting name dropped there. And I've had you know, I've had a couple players that I've been able to interview uh, since I've been doing this as well. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm hoping to reach out and and talk to more in the future. But that's that's down the road. But you know, you uh, you you played a little bit, uh, you know, up until up until the last last year, as you had said, Zach. And now you're deciding whether or not you want to go on and and continue playing as, as you were growing up watching the game and you're still watching the game, who were yeah. the play, who were the players that you admired the most? Um, I'm the first to admit that I'm a girl, got a massive man crush on Trent Totchen because we're both big Richmond fans. Okay. Um, but I don't know in terms of plays I admire that, like I try and base my personal game off. I'm more of like a kind of, half forward, half back winger, um, like running is kind of my strength. So someone like a Lockie Whitfield these days is really good to watch because he just kind of doesn't stop. Right, right. has great skills. But I played against him as well. <laughs> yeah, true. I think um, Ollie Florent, you didn't say either. Oh, uh, true. Um, Andreas yeah, Playwitz. I forgot about Ollie. He went to school with me. Okay. Uh, he was a couple of years below me. But yeah, very, very good footballer. Wow. And you you said that you both barrack for Richmond. Yeah. Is yep. that is that a is that a family tradition or did the two of you strike out on your own and decide, you know, well my parents are barracking for this club, I'm gonna support a different one? It's one hundred percent family tradition. Okay. Um, yeah. I think dad, dad says that, yeah. Um dad says he's <laughs> When he was little, his cousins went for Richmond, um, who was like he was very close with, and he grew up kind of in Carlton, um, in a city, and Richmond was kind of just the team at the time, um, winning premierships and stuff. So they got him into Richmond, and it was just been a family love affair ever since. Very cool. That's yeah. I it's it's great that you, you know, that you're able to carry that on and. Uh... You know, sometime down the road, if the, you know, if you, you know, if you guys decide to, you know, if you get married and decide to have kids, that sort of thing, you know, I'm sure one of those first purchases is going to be the little, uh, the little romper, the little outfit with the, <laughs> the, the black and gold. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, chances are you're, uh, you may have one of those uh, already purchased for you that maybe your parents have sequestered away somewhere else for, you know, just that time. Yeah, it would would not surprise me if Dad had a little beanie or something sitting there ready to go. <laughs> That'd be very cool. Now, do you guys remember the the, the first game that you went to? Oh, I think it was a Richmond St Kilda game. I would have been about, oh, I think, almost four. Dad <coughs> took me. Um, but it was back. I think it might have even been at like Waverley Park or something like that. It was it was out at one of the old suburban grounds. Um, so it wasn't at the MCG or anything like that. But yeah, very, very faint memories. Okay. I have no clue whatsoever. Like Andrea said, we've been lucky enough to be members since we're both four years old. It's kind of when dad signs us up. Um, and yeah, I haven't got a clue what the first game was, but I just have like little snippets that I can't really okay. quite put my finger on. But like so- the loose memories are there. Do you, uh, as members, do you, you know, since you guys are, are in this, you're both in the Melbourne proper, correct? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So do you find yourselves uh, with the opportunity to go go to more games than you miss? Do, are you guys there pretty much every round? Uh, yeah, when, when fans are allowed to go. Well, yeah, that's... <laughs> I'd, yeah. <laughs> I'd say we, we go to more home games than we don't, I would say. Okay, well... This is this is where the 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 Geelong fan in me would would ask the question. Well, what classifies an away game for Richmond? 
during a normal year. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I get. You know, I guess that was the whole thing about uh, when they were they were kind of poking fun at, at the pies when they were heading out to Perth for the the hub out there. That you know, yeah. somebody was saying that you know that this is an airport. This is a plane. It will take you to another city to go play the game. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Now, you know, I, I I did watch the game, uh, you know, last night or this morning for myself, and you know, I've to me, and I did not pick Richmond to win this game, but to me, Richmond is still the team to beat until somebody beats them, mm-hmm. because they've won two out of the last three. And you know, I I mentioned in last week's uh, the episode that came out actually earlier this week that you know. The, they just have really struggled to score. They've, yeah, you know, they've just they've not been able to find been able to find the, you know the, the goal square at all. And I think they rectified that yesterday. Uh, so that was a yeah, yeah. I think last night was definitely our best performance of the year so far. And and they're starting to get healthy. And you know, I've yeah, I've never heard Dustin Martin talk before. You know, they did the little interview him with him after the game. <laughs> I've never heard I've never heard him say anything before. You know, he, mm-hmm. he he always looks surly. He always looks unhappy, and maybe maybe I'm just reading that wrong. But you know, he he, you know, for somebody that plays the game as well as he does, it's uh, you think he'd smile yeah, a little bit more often. He's never he's never loved the spotlight and kind of facing the media and it and everything. Um, it's kind of just always been a bit shy. Away. Okay, and that's well, which is interesting because wasn't it a couple of years ago that he did a commercial? Where he was running around somebody's neighborhood in his underwear. Yeah, I think yeah, he yeah, must have gotten a pretty sweet deal. Yeah, that was, one. That was uh, <laughs> that that's a way to get over your embarrassment right there. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, you, your your club has won two out of the last three, and uh, mm. I'm I'm going to ask: do, do you remember your biggest uh, heartbreak from footy? And it, maybe it was as a player, not even as a fan. What's been your biggest? Ooh. Oh, that that really stinks. What that type yeah. of moment? It's a good question. Do you have one, Zach? Um, there's too many to pick one. <laughs> Richard supporters, <laughs> we got pretty used to having our hearts broken. There was a as a player. Was... Um, go go go, Zachy. I was just gonna say, like, there was that three-year period where we lost in the first round of the finals. Um is kind of just like a patch of more despair rather than one particular moment of heartbreak. But in like, there's moments like, um, I remember being very little and Andreas and I was so excited in a Richmond Essendon game when Richmond were up and this is when we were very bad. So when we're up, it was like, it was time to celebrate, enjoy it while you can. Um, and we were chanting, I think for the siren to go um, and then Essendon got in front, so we were chanting for the siren not to go. <laughs> and then, I don't know if you know, Matthew Richardson does like a lot of the commentary, mm-hmm. like special comments and stuff now. So he was playing and he took a mark t- on the wing um, and kind of got out the back to kick potentially the winning goal. Um, and it got called as a push in the back. And it was like a super controversial decision and, you know, Richo threw his arms up in the air and was not happy at all because he, it was kind of argued that he protected the space with his hands rather than actually pushing. Right, right. Um, and then that kind of led to us losing the game. And I just remember being shattered as a little kid and they replay that moment, you know, once a year whenever Richmond and Essendon verse um, and it always brings up <laughs> their memories. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's one of those it's one of those iconic moments in the uh, the history of the club. You know, it, not necessarily a positive one, but it, it, it I should say in that rivalry between those two clubs. So yeah, it's probably going to get uh, it's probably going to get shown more than you want it to. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So you were saying that your your biggest uh, um awful moment, your biggest regret or downfall, if you will, when you were playing. Yeah. Probably for me, uh, the only grand final I ever played in, we lost. Um, and that was pretty shattering that day. You know, we kind of <clears throat> had a really good year and 
um, it's kind of been up and down a bit, but really sort of played really well at the back end of the year and we were pretty confident going into the game. Um, so I guess whenever you lose a grand final, it's, it's pretty shattering. Um, what, but that, that absolutely sucked. Was it a close game or was it one that it was like over halfway through the third quarter and you said wait till it was finished? Yeah, it was pretty close until the last quarter, I think. From okay. I don't know. I think I've kind of blocked a little bit out. <laughs> I think we ended up. I think we ended up losing by about twenty points or something like that. But yeah, it was pretty much over. Say halfway through the third. You, I think you were always in it, but um, they were just like always that goal or two ahead, and you could never quite draw even. Yeah. Um, but you guys started um, really well. But there were. Yeah, we did. There were probably ten or twelve other teams in your league that would have traded positions with you to play in that grand final though, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, so the um, fact the fact you got and, there is Yeah. Is better than not getting there. And winning the prelim final to get us there as well is definitely a great memory. Well that's good. I'm, I'm glad there was a positive one there. <laughs> yeah. So Andreas, what what oh, you said you were you were a midfielder, right? Or was that Zach that yeah. said that? Okay. Zach, were you pretty much playing in the midfield as well? Yeah, just a combination between <clears throat> midfield, um, half-back, wing kind okay. of thing. Okay. Kind of changes season to season a little bit, but lately more on the wing. Now, you know, this is a question that I, I had never thought to ask to anybody who has played the game at the younger levels. And I just this just popped into my head here. At the younger mm-hmm. levels, like the, the up to the, the 19, uh, 19 and under that you both had played, do you do those teams both play eighteen on a side, or do they play with a, a lesser number of players on the field? Uh, yeah, we we we've always played eighteen on the okay. field. Okay, okay. I didn't know I didn't I, know if there was I, a difference because of the the age level or not. Yeah, I think if you go if you go like all the way down, if you go to like under eights or under nines or something like that, then it might be different. But as far as I know, everyone plays with eighteen on. Okay. The field. Okay, that's just something that I hadn't thought to ask before. Yeah, that's but, a good question. Yeah, well, I just wanted to make sure I got that one out there. Now, the the reason that that, that I you know I love hearing about your crushes on on players and you know your your love for the the Tigers and and that sort of thing and your history with the game. But you know the real reason that 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 we were hooking up here today to come on was the fact that you guys are doing something that is, I think, pretty cool. And I've watched maybe half of the episodes so far. I've not seen all of them yet. I just yep, uh, yep. I just watched the one on the uh, the flood, uh, which I think is the most mm-hmm. recent one. I watched that one earlier today. But you two host the Footy A to Z YouTube channel. And uh, first of all, why don't you you know for people who haven't heard of it or haven't looked at it before, why don't you tell them what it's about and how did the idea of this come about? Zach, I think it's your turn. <laughs> okay. Um, so our channel is based on a soccer channel which is very similar called Tifo Football Um, so we do like illustrated kind of visual essays um, with cartoons of players and you know little dots on fields kind of taking a deep dive into tactics and kind of iconic moments players or like influential things on the game um, throughout history or present. Um, and there's kind of two main series that we focus on, one of them being the AFL Explained, which is great for uh, newer fans and people or even Australians who like footy but maybe aren't as invested in the tactics and kind of the nuances of everything that happens on field. Uh, and then the other videos kind of are more for more established fans who kind of just want to know... Um, more about the game that they're already invested in. Okay, that's very cool. I mean, it's it is it's something you know. And again, I've only been following the game for about four years, and there you know there are things that that I'll readily admit I have no clue about. And you know, I, I which means I guess I could be an umpire and not be able to call hold the ball either. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I have to tell you, it has been a blessing, and. Uh, you know, if you're if you're listening in the states and you have started to follow this game, I am going to put the link to the web to their web page on YouTube on here. I highly recommend this if you want to learn more 
about the game to take a much more deep dive into how some of the different things work. I mean, I, I know I'm going to go back and watch the video on, on the national draft probably two or three more times before the draft later this year, <laughs> because the draft to me is one of the most confusing things out there. It's just, it's, you know, it, you know, the, yeah, the, the, the father son thing and, <laughs> you know, somebody, you know, somebody makes a bid for this player and you know, it's, it's, I need to go back and watch it again. So hmm. how do you go about deciding? The, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, is the, is the father something, something that, that any American sports have? Did you have that? Is there like systems in place that, you know, kids of players to go to their dad's team or anything like that? Or is not necessarily, there's, I, there's nothing, there? there's nothing official, uh, that, that I know of now, for, for example, um, you, I don't know if you're a baseball fan at all, if you follow baseball, but there was a really great player that played uh, by the name of Ken Griffey Jr. And right. he was an outfielder. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer. His father played for the team in Cincinnati for a number of years. And Ken Griffey Jr. got drafted to play on the team in Seattle. Now, Dad eventually was able to join him and play on that team. So they were both playing side by side on the same oh, team wow. at the same time. That's cool. But, yeah. uh, you know, there's really nothing in place that, you know, you have a lot of father and sons that, that play the same game, but there's nothing that's yeah. in place to uh, to ensure that that, uh, that that player goes to the same team that their, that their father had played for. There's not, yeah. nothing like that, in, as far as I know. I, and I, you know, I've been, you know, following sports here for, you know, half a century, and I haven't, I don't recall ever seeing anything like that before. You know, mm-hmm. there may be a gentleman's agreement where somebody says, Hey, you know, we'd really like to pick up this player for, you know, for our club, you know, and somebody might say, okay, well we won't draft them yet. But yeah, it's not, uh, it's, there's no guarantee of that happening. How do you guys decide on what topics you're going to cover? I mean, have you got a list that you're working off of, or do you just see things that are, that are happening in the league at that time that you feel need to be addressed or ex- expounded upon? Yeah, we have a we have a spreadsheet that we keep, which has all our ideas on it. Okay. Um, I think part of it though is also like requests that people leave on the videos that we've made. Um, particularly with the AFL Explained videos that we do, like the purpose of those is to help fans understand the game a bit more deeply and you know get a bit more appreciation for it. So the things that people are saying that they want explained further than other things that we go, okay, well, maybe we should make a video about that. Okay. So, and you have, uh, I'm sure you've heard from maybe more fans now from the States than you've heard before. Have you, have you had an uptick? I don't, I don't know how the, uh, I don't know how the analytics work on YouTube to let you know where people are watching your program from. Are you able to tell that sort of thing? Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah, have a quick a look. <laughs> Okay. Um, I went on. I actually looked into a, a website yesterday, um, that kind of looks at YouTube analytics and gives you like a little bit more detail, um, which I was going to tell you to log into at some stage today in yeah. <laughs> But they said that um, there's been like a lot more viewers from the US and Canada um, lately. Well, that's good. So there's definitely been a noticeable spike, um, and a lot of people lately like been commenting saying like that they're an american and like that they've been finding it really useful and stuff like that yeah i i yeah i, I certainly do according to youtube about two percent of our views are from the u.s wow that's uh which is interesting yeah i got i i about 30 about 30 percent or 31 percent of the people who are listening to my podcast are, are here in the u.s most of them are in right. most of them are in australia so yeah but it's uh you know i'm i'm starting to get a little bit more traction here where there are more and more people listening so i'm hoping that you know having the two nice. of you on will help to drive more american fans to to your um youtube channel because if, if it's somebody who's wanting to follow this game and learn about this game and really have an understanding of it, you guys are a fantastic resource for that. And, you know, the job you're doing is, is, uh, is terrific. Yeah. Thank you very we much. get a few comments on, on Reddit as well saying, saying similar stuff, which is, yeah, it's, it's really nice to hear you say that because that's, you know, 
what well, we're striving to do. I've had I've had I've had one comment on Reddit. I'm on there. I've had one comment, and that comment was, "Don't post a link to your own podcast on Reddit." <laughs> <laughs> so, so I haven't uh, I haven't I haven't really engaged on there a whole heck of a lot. Okay, they I, seem to to let us get away with posting our videos there. Then maybe we've ex- exploited a loophole in the system somewhere. That's a great point because if you're signed if you're signed up on Reddit under your own name, maybe you can get away with that because I think I actually signed up on Reddit as the name of my podcast. We're right. on Reddit as Footy A to Z. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but yeah, like the AFL or our slash AFL is like been amazing for us like yeah we te- technically we shouldn't be posting the videos there i think if you read the fine print um but i think everyone has kind of thrown their support behind like since the first videos we ever posted on there and now um there's almost like a little reddit community that comments on most of the posts we do and stuff and um a lot of people just saying like that they want to see that kind of stuff for the AFL succeed, which is super humbling. Um, so I think maybe that's why we get away with it. But um, yeah, if if you read the 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 rules yeah. and the reticent, then yeah, I um, know, I I, I did somebody. <laughs> yep. <laughs> then maybe we're I... definitely getting getting away with something that we maybe shouldn't be. <laughs> maybe I just need to find somebody on Reddit that'll post my podcast for me on there. <laughs> that's true. There you go. Or just make a fake account. Yeah, make a I, smurf and. I guess you could do that. Yeah, I, that's that's a good point. Also, a, a burner Reddit. Yeah, because there's there's like fifty thousand people in the AFL section on Reddit. I mean, that's a yeah, that's a hugely untapped marketplace, if you will, on there in terms of getting of getting listeners for sure. So, um, and that's that's also somewhere we've noticed a lot more Americans recently as well. That's cool. Yeah, because I'm not on Reddit for anything else. You know, that's um, that's the only thing that I had been on there for. Now I've not been on there for about a month since I got yeah. that hate mail. <laughs> There's been like a, a big wave, I think, of people posting like, hey, I'm an American, just found the game. Can someone explain this to me? And what has been interesting is, you know, he, you know, I, I've been hearing from some people in Australia that I interact with that, you know, we are getting here... Uh, between Fox Sports and ESPN, they're carrying seven games a week here live. So we're getting, wow, we're getting, huge. yeah, we're getting seven out of the nine games here every week. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, you know, we were devoid of, you know, any live sports here for months. And this was, you know, this was a, a gap that could be filled. So, you know, there has been a, a small group of, of footy fans here in the States, whether it be on Twitter or on Facebook that have been really trying to sell this game. Cause you know, it came back out, you know, the second round started back in early June. We've had nothing until this past week because, you know, the baseball season just started back up. And then we had uh, this past weekend, the team out of Miami had uh, 10 players and coaches test positive for COVID. So they've basically, wow. yeah, they, they've been, told to stay in place in uh, Philadelphia. They were supposed to fly back to Miami to play their first home game. And they're stuck in Philadelphia. And the team that was supposed to be playing in Philadelphia against the, the Phillies are not playing. And the, it's just, it has really thrown a monkey wrench. It's kind of like the uh, Essendon game that didn't get played a few weeks ago when yeah. uh, when they had the, uh, the uh, COVID scare with Connor McKenna. I can't remember who they were supposed to play. Mm-hmm. Was that North? Melbourne. Melbourne. Oh, it was Melbourne. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it's it's like that situation where one game was missed, but now on steroids because it's impacting four teams and not just those two. And baseball plays yeah. every single day. You know, it's not a once yeah, a week I was thing. About to say, like, it's, it would be so much harder to catch up in. And oh, it's busy, it's gonna um, be fixture. Yeah, I I don't think that the I don't think baseball did itself a whole lot of favors by trying to play the games in everybody's home parks. That they, you know, I think they should have, you know, found a place where they could have a couple of hubs like the like the AFL is doing. 
And I think yeah, the, the, the NBA and the NHL have done a yeah. similar thing, haven't they? Yeah, they, they're both doing that, yeah. And I think the NFL, if the NFL is going to have a season this year, they're going to have to do the same thing. Yeah. Because, you know, NFL players have, you know, NFL and Major League Baseball players have significantly more money to throw around for recreational purposes, if you will, um, when they go to visit a town. And... Uh, you know that that can lead to a disastrous result for that team in terms of people's health. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, getting back to your to your show because I kind of got off on a tangent there. Yeah, have you guys? You know, Zach, you're you're the person doing all the graphics, correct? Because as we talked about, that's kind of your that's kind of your field. That's what you're studying, right? Uh, yeah, mostly. Okay, um, the graphics itself is um, like drawing the actual players. Um, it's not something like I've learned at uni or anything. We kind of both just taught ourselves to do it a little bit. Um, we started off doing really dodgy ones in Photoshop, and then um, my girlfriend actually studies graphic design. Okay. And her and her brother were like, you should be using Illustrator. It would be way better. So we switched to Illustrator, and it was instantly, like they said, way better. Um and then it's just been slowly improving from there. So it used to take ages just because we were no good at it. Um, <laughs> and, it and it still um, takes a bit of time, but uh, we're definitely getting quicker with every video. Um, so I kind of handle the graphics and the kind of audio side of it. Um, and Andreas has self-taught himself to do all the animations from that perspective. Oh, Okay. Well, that's very cool. So, so he, okay, so you're both really involved in the, the the visual aspect of it. Then that's that's cool. Um, now, have you? Yeah, definitely. Have you run into a topic? Have you have you started an episode or started to research an episode and just realized this one's going to be too difficult to do? Um, I'm sure there's something no, that we've just. I don't been think like, we've, we've had anything that we've abandoned because we thought it was too hard. Oh, uh, like some people request things like the um, the Essendon supplement saga and stuff, and I just don't feel comfortable providing any kind of commentary on it when there's so much that's still <laughs> up in the air as well. Um, yeah, you don't want to take any shots at them, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, one one like, video that people want us to make. Go on, Zach. No, no, I wasn't really going to say anything interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was going to say one video that people have really wanted us to make uh, is like a video about Fords and Ford line structures and that kind of thing, Um, which is something we do really want to do. But with the the camera angles you get given on the the broadcast of the game, it's just not really possible. You can't really see what's happening away from the ball. That's a good um, point. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, yeah, so it's something we kind of plan to do at a game, like go to, to matches and like sit all the way at the top of the stadium and watch what was happening. But given the the situation this season, we haven't been able to do that, which has been a bit annoying. Do they? You know, the the NFL has found a uh, another avenue of making money, um, where they you know where they'll actually sell to people who are fans of the game. And I, I've never purchased it because I don't. Uh, I don't watch that many games, but they they have they'll actually sell access to you know the, what's called the the coaches tape because you know the coaches will have mm. different cameras that they use instead of the ones that are like just on TV. So they will have a camera, you know, that's up high in each end zone, so you can see all twenty two players on the field at the same time. Kind of what you guys are talking about. Do they? Does the AFL have any kind of an option like that? That you know, and I've never seen it on like the AFL website or anything but i didn't know if they had that available for you know people who are really big fans that wanted to dive deeply into the to the game so they could look at the structure and that sort of thing the footage definitely exists um because it's what the coaching teams use right right um there was actually an interesting article by the um was it the abc andreas yeah i'm at the abc um there was like it was about why broadcasting is how it is and like that actually hasn't evolved for a very long time and that it's it's 
near impossible to provide any kind of analysis for coaching staff from the game footage. And because he was at home, there was a coach who didn't have access to the, like you said, the coach's cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just said, well, I can't do my job kind of thing and kind of stepped down for the time being because there's it, just nothing you can do. But in terms of public access, um, I've never heard of anything that the public can okay. get their hands on that footage. Although I, I would love to. I'd love to just watch the game with that instead. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think you what... can request it, maybe, but I don't know if they would give it to you. I think that would be, I think that would be a really interesting way for, you know, for the league to 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 generate more revenue, you know, even from yeah, the people sure. who are fans, because you because know, the the NFL charges, I don't know, I think it's like a hundred and fifty dollars for a year's worth of access to the to the coaches' film. You know, so yeah. if if you've got you know. Ten thousand people doing that—that's a hundred and what a million five? I don't—I don't know. I'm not going to do the math here. Uh, but you know, you guys have been doing this website for this YouTube channel for about a year now, if I'm not mistaken. You're coming up on a year pretty soon. Yeah, I think yeah, it's a I year think it's in October. Okay, because you've—you've got would be a year. You've got twenty-six episodes that are up on the page right now. At least that's what I counted earlier today, which is, you know, which is impressive. And you you talked about how a minute ago how you know it was taking you a long time when you first started to do the graphics, but nowadays, how long does it take you basically from start to finish on one episode to get it from the beginning to the end to where you're ready to publish it? Um, it does. It does still vary a lot. Um, with a shorter with so some of the shorter five minute videos, if we're really on our game, like we start to finish, we could probably get it done in like two weeks from like okay. writing, researching and writing to animating. Um, but some of the longer videos still, you know, take us probably closer to a month. Yeah, I guess. Um, and I'm just looking at your page right now and I didn't, I guess a couple of the videos that I have not w- watched yet, uh, you had the one with the uh, what your team needs for uh, looks like for a uh, future uh, for a successful season. You know, it's an hour and almost an hour and a half. So that's uh, that's the... just a podcast. Though, okay. I think. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. I see that he's got the little microphone there. Yeah, you got some seven minute ones. Yeah, you know. and 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 it's been a great uh, it's been a great resource. You know, I, I strongly suggest people watch the uh, the holding the ball clip. Because uh, we all need we all need to figure that one out as well. Uh, it probably needs an update now. Yeah, might have to do a new one. <laughs> so, add a lot of sometimes and every now and then into it. <laughs> now, yeah. Andreas, you do. That was the Clarkson is playing. Yeah. Do you think he's going to be back next year? Clarko. Yeah. Um, I think he'll be coaching somewhere. If it's not a Hawthorne, yeah. I think someone else. Yeah, I just didn't know. Coaching if somewhere for the next five years for sure. Yeah, that's just I, I. Yeah, in just a short period of time that I've been watching, I, you know, and especially this year, I don't know if he has the temperament to do a to do a rebuild. Yeah, I mean, he did it once. He built he built a team at Hawthorne. Right, right. Um, but do you so think he wants to win in two thousand and eight? Yeah. Do you think he wants to do that again though? Yeah, possibly yeah. not. Yeah, I don't know. Um, now, um, Andreas, you do a uh, a tour as well. You work on for a tour company um, where you do tours around uh, Melbourne for and uh, you know for footy fans. Can you tell us a little bit about now? Again, during times when you know there's not uh, <laughs> a biblical plague impacting the world, um, but when times are normal, how does that tour work? Yeah, so I've I've sort of been just doing general tours around Melbourne um, for a couple of different tour companies for the last few years, um, and then last year I started offering just through uh, through Airbnb experiences, just sort of like a platform that lets you run your own tours kind of independently, um, tours to take people to footy games, which which was quite fun. I sort of launched it like the end of last season and, and had a few guests come along with me and just. Generally, just people that are 
passionate sports fans and they come to Melbourne and see this thing called Australian rules football and have no idea what it is. Nice. Um, so That's I found cool. it really interesting, like, yeah, seeing people like yourself come to the game and watch it for the first time. Um, as a football fan, I find that quite a rewarding experience because I think nine times out of 10 people who watch it for the first time are instantly impressed. Yeah. I've, I've noticed that even with people here in the States beginning to watch the game for the, for the first time that they're amazed by, you know, first of all, I have to, I have to really reinforce to them just how much larger the oval is, you know, compared to a, an American football field. And, you know, when they see, when they see that, that is just a, that's a shocker to them. Yeah. When you take people into the Melbourne cricket ground, um, and they get a, a feel for just how immense that stadium is. Like, I don't think the TV cameras are able to do it justice. It's just like such a vast amount of space. And that, that has... Um, really, really, real awes people. That has, I, th- I think, if I'm not mistaken, it has three levels, three decks? Yeah. Okay. 100,024. Yeah, that's... Uh, capacity. Yeah, we've got the, the, the college football team here in Ohio, Ohio State... Their stadium seats about one hundred and three thousand for for a college football stadium, yeah. Uh, wow. yeah, and it's you know and, and that is you know much smaller footprint, so that stadium is is much higher. I, I would imagine it's probably much higher from you know the the ground level to the top of the stadium than yeah. the MCG might be, but you know but that's covering such a large footprint of of earth. Uh, so it's it just you know from the outside it looks it just looks massive, yeah. I'm and again you've not had anybody on tour this year because nobody's really doing any traveling now. But uh, no, I was a bit disappointed. I had four people booked to come along with me for round one. Yeah, um, and and had to cancel because we weren't physically weren't allowed to go. So that's uh, which was a bit of a shame. So you said you do that through Airbnb, and I actually have that the. Is that the, the imfree.com.au site? Is that the one? No, that's a different that's that's a different company that I work for. Okay, well you'll have to send me a link to the other one so I can put that one in the show notes as well. So we can uh Yeah, you know, for sure. So when we have uh the uh the, the time where people are actually able to to travel, uh so they can figure out how to get in touch with you because you know it's it's a game that if people are, if people are going to Australia, they definitely should be checking this out. You know, it's 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 yeah, great. I... It's great to go do sightseeing, but you know, when and if I ever get to make the the, the trip over there, yeah, and I've done this several times over the last couple of years where I've sat down with the fixture and said, okay, if I was going, if I was leaving on this Wednesday, you know, how many games could I see in the span of two weeks? Yeah, you know, I yeah, you know, I've mapped it out and said, well, I could go to, I could, you know, I could go to the MCG here, and then the evening there's a game at Marvel, and then I could go down to Geelong and be back here. The you know, I've I've tried to figure out how to do, you know, get the most bang for my buck on that. That's great. You know, it's uh, there's a now some, would be the best time to do it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, the scariest part about this is is hearing the people talking about how much they like the idea of not knowing the rest of the fixture. I mean, think about the impact that would have on, on your tour business is if, yeah. you know, if you don't know a month out who is playing who and when, when they're playing them and where they're playing them. Yeah. That, it, it makes life really difficult. Yeah. I it would have to. Um, I feel for the clubs as well, you know, who are trying to like book flights and hotels and accommodation for their players. And mm. The fixture keeps changing. Yeah. But I, th- I think they've... Although I think the AFL have, have stepped in and they're handling all that now. And, and they have done, I think, a tremendous job of keeping the season going. You know, I, I sure be great to be able to watch the games in person in Victoria, but that's just not possible right now. But the fact that they've been able to, to actually get now, you know, they're in the ninth round. So they're almost past the halfway point. I mean, the fact that they've been able to do that where the goalposts have, have moved quite frankly, where now, you know, Sydney, it sounds like is being, is being shut down as well. 
Yeah, I saw some things that talked about that being uh, closed down that uh, the Swans and the Giants are going to have to relocate as well. Yeah, I think they're both yeah, I think they're relocating today, this yeah. afternoon or something. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Now, you know, you guys are, are Richmond fans. We talked about that earlier in, in the, the discussion here. Was last year your first grand final that you went to, or did you get to the one two years prior to that as well? So for 2017, we were um, at the live site at Punt Road, which is Richmond's kind of training facilities and stuff. So that's literally like a 200-meter walk from Punt Road Oval to the MCG. So Mm -hmm. we're basically next door. Okay. Um, You can see the MCG in the background. And so there's just like you set up camping chairs and everything, and they had big screens set up on the ground, and you're just filled with a park full of other richmond fans so that was still a really cool experience even though we weren't able to be in the um ground itself it was kind of the next best thing right right um and then after the match had finished uh the killers who played the halftime show were um doing a free concert after the game as well so we went in after the game had finished so we got to be you know be on the ground and pick up some of the confetti that was Oh, that's cool. And stuff. And that's cool. Um, and then all the players came back out onto stage. And I don't know if you've seen Jack Rerolt. I, I, I have seen that video. It's a rendition yeah. of uh, Mr. Brightside. Yeah. It's, it's a shame that Meatloaf wasn't available again. <laughs> <laughs> a very big shame. <laughs> um, uh, but, and that was, that was a great um, experience, the concert as well. So it was just, that was still a very good day. And then 2019. We were lucky enough to get tickets. Um, so Andreas and I and our younger brother all were in the standing section behind the Richmond cheer squad, um, kind of behind the goals. Okay. And we had very sore legs by the end of the day from standing up the entire way through it. And we got there very early to make sure we got a, like a spot um, where a little brother could see. Yeah. Because he's only 12. So Okay. Um, but it was just an amazing experience and just 100% worth it. I bet. I bet it's, uh, it had to be, it had to be a wonderful and, and let's be honest, you guys knew fairly early that you were going to win that game. Yeah. By yeah. that half time. Yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, that was, uh, that was an ugly game. Uh, so that was. It was great that you know. Yeah, probably not the best game for for you know neutral supporters. We wanted to see a an interesting match, but being there as Richmond supporters, we had an absolute blast. Like we we loved it. Yeah, I, I bet. Yeah. So if there are some some fans out there that have questions for you or ideas or requests for for videos for your show, how do they go about getting in touch with you? Well, our kind of official email is footy a to z at gmail dot com, and that's with the two being just t o, so it kind of spells footy atos. Okay. Um, otherwise, comments on YouTube are always good. We're always checking the comments. Okay. Um, we're on Facebook at as the same as our same name as our channel, just footy space a to z. This time okay. with the number two. All right. Um. And Instagram as well, we're pretty active on. So any of those four ways, email, um, YouTube comments, Facebook, Instagram. We like we get a lot of people sending us direct messages and stuff. So don't at all be afraid to, you know, get in touch or whatever um, if you well, have I, any suggestions or any queries. I think that's how I think that's how the three of us ended up getting together for for us to, to be doing this as well. I think I reached out I don't know if it was on uh, Twitter or not, but somewhere I did. Yeah, I think you just left a comment on one of our YouTube videos. Oh, that could be. Yeah, I'm sure I did. It was probably the one about um, the uh, the uh, the draft. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, because that's the one I was. Uh, uh, I don't. Re- I don't remember. But yeah, I think. Now, um, so we do read them. We do read the YouTube comments. Yeah, that's that's uh, the good ones and the bad ones. <laughs> There haven't been bad too many bad ones, have Nah. I wouldn't think there have been. Now, Zach, I, uh, 
Yeah, I, I sent out an email to the two of you uh, to see if there were any fun questions that you might want to ask your brother. And, uh, well, Zach, you didn't respond. Uh, so, <laughs> but uh, your brother had a couple of questions that, that he, he, okay. wanted, he wanted to, to see if you would answer. And, and feel free to pass on these. You don't have to answer these. I don't think these are ones that uh, are designed to embarrass you or anything like that. But that was he, pretty nice, I think. Yeah. He said that, uh, he, he asked, he said, what, what's been your finest moment as our channel's official social media manager? my finest moment um i don't know we did we did a november promo um last season so we did a campaign where we did a kind of cartoon face um so it was just like this outline of their face with their skin color their hair and then what their mustache was and it was kind of like a guess um, if it was like, if you know the Mo, comment below kind of thing. And then okay. the winners were like kind of announced each day. Um, and we kept like a leaderboard of who was in front and stuff. So every day there was a different footy player or Australian sports icon or something who um, people had to guess. So that was good fun. Um, I don't know if that's the answer Andreas wanted me to give or not. <laughs> I don't know what you were going to say. That okay. was good fun. That was on our on our Instagram account. If you want to go back and have a look at the mustaches, I'll do that. I will do that. Now, Zach, he, he asked you uh, also if you could, you know, if you could choose between these two things, would you choose to be an AFL player or a world famous chef? <laughs> um, probably an AFL player. Is that because you're not a very good cook? No, I'm I'm actually a pretty keen cook. Okay, okay. Um, He's a really good cook. I know. It's like, it's one of those things that I just love doing as like, kind of, it's a bit of a relaxing thing, kind of an enjoyment thing. And, you know, dad's always been like, um, you should so become a professional chef and stuff. And I'm like, nah, like, that's not really like why I do it. I just do it for a bit of fun kind of thing. Um, yeah, so I don't think I'd enjoy the... Uh, pressure environment of being a professional chef but uh, not that being an afl player isn't a pressured profession but um i've definitely dreamed about being an afl player more as a kid i would i would say i yeah if you were if you were to take a survey of of you know a, a thousand kids who were who've been grown up playing footy and done other things in their lives and say you know which would you dream of doing and you ask those two i don't think there'd be too many to be chefs but yeah, maybe there yeah. might be some. There might be some Gordon Ramsay Probably. fans out there. <laughs> yeah. So definitely wouldn't be all. He had uh, he had he had one other question uh, for you. Um, what are your thoughts yep. after after the team wins, like Richmond did last night? What are your thoughts about the players clapping when they're singing the team song? Is that a yes or a no for you? Uh, um, I don't know. It's a bit. It doesn't work as well with every song, I reckon. It goes okay. I like. I understand that the players probably feel awkward and they just need to do something. Right, right. So if they if the clapping makes them enjoy the song, then I'm happy with it. But I don't want it to continue when they're allowed to link arms again. Would be my stance on it. Yeah, it's amazing. I'd rather the players do a bit of a dance or something instead of clap but it's amazing that they're not allowed to link arms when they've spent yeah. the previous two hours grappling with one another tackling one another you know ab mm. absorbing 40 other people's sweat into their bodies but oh my god if you link arms with somebody after the game that could be the death of you it, yeah. it's yeah, it's really weird it's one of those and things they that just in the song and they all just go and hug each other yeah, but they're, the the inside of their elbow did not touch the inside of the other guy's elbow, so they've got to be safe then. <laughs> uh, so, Andreas, I had one question that I came up with for you, and it's not really a, it's not really a, a gotcha type question here, and I'll and I'll ask you this one as we wrap up here. If you yeah. had the if you had the opportunity to change one rule in footy, what would that be? Ooh, I like that question. Um, I think the rule that annoys me the most are the really soft 50 meter penalties. So like 
you know, when a player runs three meters away from right, another right. player with the ball and all of a sudden you get a 50 meter penalty paid against you. I think that's quite annoying. Like the, I would prefer if the umpires maybe used a bit more common sense and if you don't interfere with the player at all, then don't pay a 50 meter penalty. So that's, yeah, that's probably the one that annoys me the most. Okay. Oh, right. that's, I that's, don't think there's all... that's not a bad one, actually, because there are some things that go on there that are just with the 50 meters. You go, really? What did they do? Yeah. How, how did they how did they impede that person's ability to to kick a goal or to it's take a, a or, punishment or to take a shot? Something very minor. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when it's a really close game. And, you know, say both teams might be struggling to score. What and if, all of a sudden you get a 50 meter penalty that just gives you a goal for no real reason? What if they I find that really frustrating? What if they shortened it to say 25 meters? Well, that's what it used to be. Oh, it did it? Okay. I didn't um, know that. Yeah, yeah. I think it even started out maybe as a 15 meter penalty all the way back in the day. You might have to fact check me on that. But then it went to 25. And when I was, when I was umpiring junior football, uh, was, it was a tw- used to be a 25 meter penalty there as well. Because I think. The idea was, you know, you play on smaller grounds. Right, right. Time, so 50 meters was too much of a penalty. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I think you could, like, I, I, I think the 50 meter penalty is justified for things like, you know, when you take a bloke out after he's already taken the mark. Right, right. But, yeah, maybe for a protected area infringement, you could drop it down to 25 instead. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing, like, different levels. Well, that's... Yeah. Um, that's not a bad idea, but you know, if they go different levels, then they're then they're having it's it gets to then to that gray area in terms of how they're interpreting things like holding the ball, which could lead to even more more uh, appreciation yeah, for the role the umpires play. Uh, yeah, I guess the umpires don't need anything to make their job more complicated <laughs> at the moment. I mean, but I think go ahead. Um, like Wooden Races, I think. Am I correct in saying the only? 50 meter penalty you really have a big issue with is the protected area like yeah for sure so if, if just protected area was shorter and then you know like infringing on players off the ball and taking someone out after they've marked it and stuff was 50 then i think that would potentially work well that's not a bad yeah, idea could be a good balance that's not a bad idea at all Maybe this um, is a like. maybe this is a proposal for a new episode for you guys. <laughs> yeah, maybe it would be interesting to see idea. how many goals were kicked because of protected area fifty meter penalties. Yeah, I wonder if there's any kind of stats kept on that. I'm sure Champion Data would have it locked away in a vault somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> i i saw I saw another YouTube clip uh, not that long ago about an organization that does all of the. You know, that does data collection for for footy, and it was mind-boggling the amount of information that they collect. And I don't know if that's the same organization that you're talking about there, but... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a champion data is what they're called. They do okay. all the stats for the ASL. Um, and in order to get access to that, it's quite expensive. I think it's like something like 10 grand a year. Wow. For champion data stats. So like a lot of the big news companies will have access to it and uh-huh. use it, you know, to write their articles and that kind of stuff. But as a member of the public, a lot of the, the really sort of fancy stats uh, are inaccessible. That's what that maybe that's where they could, uh, they could put the uh, cameras over the goalpost and, and include that with that. And just add, I don't know if you sold that to the, the general public, they could probably, probably make some more well that'd be making revenue for that company but not necessarily for the league there yeah Yeah, i think there would be a lot of people who would buy it for a reasonable price as well yeah you you think about people who are involved in super coach or something like that would want to have as much information as they could possibly have oh definitely even if you like release you know like a reduced version of it or something like you get half the stuff for 500 bucks or something like that I yeah there, there would have a lot of people interested there would probably be some people that would buy on that buy that i would not be one of them but uh that's uh that's a little out of my price range right now mm-hmm. well gentlemen i want to thank you for coming on uh this evening i i hope you have enjoyed this time 
yeah, this has been, been good fun. This has been a lot of fun. It's been informative to to learn about the process that you guys go through in terms of creating your your channel and the programs that are on your channel. Because I I think you know again if you're an American fan who's just coming to this game, you definitely need to check out their YouTube page because it's going to help you learn so much more about the ins and outs and the little idiosyncrasies of the game that that you might miss out on. And I'm going to go back and watch the national draft video again six or seven more times because. <laughs> I need to have a better understanding of how that works. I'd like to thank uh, Zach and Andreas from the uh, Footy A to Z YouTube channel for being my guest tonight. I got it right that time, guys. Um, Good job. I, I appreciate you coming on. Do you have anything you would want to close with this evening? Just say thanks. Had a had a good yeah. time being on. So we've been, you know, been in the works for a week or two now. So it's nice to finally catch up for a chat. Alrighty. Well, thanks to you, That's gentlemen. Right. I appreciate it. I'll uh, when I have this done, I will shoot you a link to it so you uh, so you're able to you know take a listen to it and uh, you know put it out there if you want to on your social media as well. I appreciate you coming on. It was a lot of fun. I'd like to thank my guests Zach and Andreas Barrowis of the Footy A to Z YouTube channel for being my guests tonight, gentlemen. Thanks so very much for taking time out of your busy day and sitting down to chat with me. I hope you had fun. I think we did. Now, before I wrap up this episode, I needed to go back and make one correction from the episode that I released earlier in the week, uh, episode number 37. And in that episode, I uh, misattributed a quote, and I wanted to get that corrected. Uh, I had said that uh, Jim Brown, the all-time great running back for the Cleveland Browns was the person who had said, when you get to the end zone, act like you've been there before. Well, I was mistaken on that, and it turns out that it was uh, longtime Penn State head coach Joe Paterno that said that, and I want to thank Jim Longo for shooting me an email and correcting me on that. So, Jim, I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Glad to get that straightened up, and uh, I'll have to do a little bit better fact-checking before I put that out there next time. So, uh, ladies and gents, one of the, the goals that I have that I've been working on recently is trying to create a mailing list and a contact list, uh, especially for when I attempt to do a, a live episode, which I'm hoping to do here sometime in the next few weeks before uh, school starts back up. Whether we'll be in school or not it's another story. I don't know. Um, but in the show notes, there's a Google form that has like three questions on it. One of them is asking for your email address and uh, what team you barrack for, where, you know, what country you live in. And then if there's a question that you might want to ask on this show, that type of thing. And uh, I've got close to 20 names on it right now. So if you're interested in signing up for that, I'd love for you to do that. Like I said, it's in the show notes. It should be the first thing that's listed there. And uh, if you're on that list, you will be the first people to get uh, the link to the podcast when it uh, comes out. Because that's the first thing I do is once I publish an episode, the first thing I do is go to that podcast list and send a group email out to everybody real quickly. And before I go, well, I have a list of uh, guests who have said they would like to come on for interviews. I just haven't scheduled times yet. I'm always looking for ideas and topics or things that you think I should cover. Or maybe you or somebody you know you think would be a great guest on the show. So if you, if you know somebody or maybe it's you that fits into that category feel free to drop me a DM on Twitter or send me a message on uh, Instagram or you know shoot me an email at a yank on the footy at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you if you've got some ideas because you know I love the idea of talking to people who are involved in the game, but I equally love the idea of talking to people who are fans of the game, people who love the game, who've fallen in love with it, who have grown up with it, that have stories that they want to tell. Because that's going to help me learn about the game. It's going to help those of you who are just learning about the game learn about it as well, and, and those of you who have been longtime fans, to become maybe more appreciative of that club that you can't stand. So, well, that may not be the case, though. So don't forget that while well, you can find all the episodes of the podcast at a yank on the footy.podbean.com, it's also located on your favorite podcast provider. If you'd like to do so, I would love it if you'd go to the Apple podcast site and leave me a review. Let me know how I'm doing, good or bad or indifferent. I'd love to know. And uh, you can also, like I said, reach me at a yank on the footy at gmail.com 
or at a yank underscore on on Twitter. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at a yank on the footy. I'd like to thank Mr. Joseph McDade for the use of a couple pieces of his music. I'm using Elevation and Backplate as my intro and my outro. You can find his music at josephmcdade.com slash music. He's also on Spotify, so check out his hard work. And again, ladies and gents, I hope you'll go to the show notes and consider filling out that form. And hopefully we can talk to one another during a, uh, an upcoming live episode. Those of you who are in Victoria, I want you to know that, that I'm thinking about you, that, that all of us here in the U.S., we're battling the same thing. It sounds like things in Sydney are getting a little rough as well. So, you know, we're, we're, we're praying that, that, that things get uh, resolved, that people are able to do what they need to do to allow this, this uh, public health menace, let's just call it that, to die off. And ladies and gents, I want to thank you for listening because, you know, that's one of the goals is having great people like you tuning in to listen to the podcast each week or however many episodes I put out, which it's been a couple of weeks, couple each week here recently. But, you know, while many of us are fans of our teams, deep down, we're fans of a game that we love, and that's a game of footy. And looking at how things are going with baseball right now, it might be the only game in town here very soon. And for those of you who are watching the games in the United States or Canada, don't forget that Australian rules football, it's why they invented the DVR. Again, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so very much. And if you'd share the podcast with your friends and family, I would truly appreciate it. And may your dribble kick never hit the post. I'll catch you later. This has been episode 38 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on or at a yank on the footy at gmail.com. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at A Yank on the Footy. Again, thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. And please consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. Until next time, goodbye.